Welcome again. This is my second episode of hopefully quite a few that I can at least help some people. If I can help one person, I'm going to be totally happy. Because, to tell you the truth, um, nobody out there was out there to help me except for my wife. She helped me make my food, you know, wash my clothes because I couldn't do that. Um, get me water, had a hard time. I would get up and get water anytime I can, but sometimes I was just in so much pain, I'd say, I'll just get water in a little bit. And miraculously, a minute or two later, I'd have some water and my wife would do that. And it was a beautiful thing. But as for any kind of help, like suggestions or, Hey, put this hot water bottle on your tummy and it makes you feel better or anything like that. I didn't have anything like that from anybody to help me and again I really understand why a lot of the long haulers are committing suicide because they have no hope and that's what I'm here for hopefully I give them hope to hang in there and wait for good results and how to get there and how to survive them okay so in my first episode I was talking about Really, the one thing that was helping me out was uh, marijuana. And it was helping me out because it didn't take away the pain completely. Usually, uh, let me go into marijuana a little bit. Now, it was on the Schedule 1 here in the United States. It's it's still on the Schedule 1 with heroin and cocaine and and all these really, really dangerous chemical drugs. Um... Why they did it is, (laughs) you can do your own research, but it had to do with Nixon hating hippies. They smoked marijuana. They acted a fool. He wanted to get rid of both of them. In fact, if you go to his his, uh, uh, Watergate tapes, he talks about how he wants to put all the, how he would like to put all the hippies on a big old ocean or a big old island and just nuke it. So he had a really, uh, a, poor taste for people who smoke marijuana and marijuana itself. Now during that time he wanted uh he he wanted the the government to test and make sure it was dangerous so he could throw it on schedule one. Well they tested it and tested it and they just came up and they told him more or less they said, Hey <laughs> more or less this this is pretty harmless. We haven't had anybody have hangovers, addiction, nothing like that. All they get is this, you know, lightheaded feeling, and and they get a little goofy. So uh, Nixon went back, and he told them, he goes, no, you don't understand. You better find something on it. So what they ended up doing is they ended up hooking a machine up. And you've seen some of the the old uh, films where they have a monkey, and they have a, uh, a mask on him, and they're pumping smoke into his lungs. And what they did is... To say it was dangerous and to put it on Schedule 1, they had this monkey pumped. He actually died of smoke inhalation. But they said it was because of the marijuana, so they threw it on Schedule 1. Everybody was happy. All Nixon's people were happy and everything. The sad thing about it is this is actually um, one of the best. It's, it's like one of the best natural medicines for pain. Now, that said, 
just to tell you, there is one other thing, and I never tried it for this, and I would please implore you to try it because it is legal. In fact, let me go over this a little bit. In 2016, they had, it was called Kratom, K-R-A-T-O-M. Look it up. Now, they have like quite a few variances, but there's one that's excellent, great for pain. I think it's the red Kratom. I can't, I can't remember exactly which one. So you'll have to do a little bit of research, and maybe I can do a little bit later and do no, another podcast on it. But what it is, it's uh, the leaf from a plant and it comes from Southeast Asia and what they did out there for years and years and thousands of centuries that they would take these leaves off there put them in the water boil it like tea and drink it now what this did is first of all let me go through this marijuana and kratom not one person has died from consuming marijuana they might have died from marijuana if they consumed it and they like tripped and fell in a, a a street and got run over or if they would have um had a, a died in a hurricane while they were smoking marijuana or anything like that nobody's ever it's never been documented on anybody smoking marijuana first of all getting addicted there's no n- nothing on it and also there's uh, uh on anybody dying from it or getting fatally sick there's not one person documented in the world from a credible place i'm not talking just a guy down the street who said oh my friend died of marijuana no it has nothing to do with that this is credible places that they've done studies not one now with kratom there hasn't been one documented death or sickness on this now i actually think kratom is much better as a painkiller than uh, marijuana. But all I had access to was marijuana. So, and also I kind of forgot about Kratom at the time I was in so much pain. You lose your mind, you don't think normal when you're in nine or 10 pain. Uh, You just don't think right. And so, that said, those are the two things guaranteed will help you out. Now, Kratom, in 2016, they tried to make it illegal. And uh, I do have the documentation for this. Our wonderful man, Bernie Sanders, and what was it, eight or nine other senators, wrote in an emergency uh, document to skip all the testing and putting it straight on the Schedule One. And this is guaranteed the truth. I know everybody, the government is very tricky when they, when they actually, when the pharmaceuticals find out that something is threatening their painkillers or their chemical medicines, they step into action and they're like, nobody's taking our business. We, uh, like I said before, we're all customers. Whoever takes even a, a, a amoxicillin is a customer of our so-called friends of pharmacy but it is no they don't in in the pharmacy in the pharmaceutical world they don't cure things except for intestinal infections okay i can see the intestinal infections or any kind of infection that they got an antibiotic to cool but they don't have anything that really cures anything it just masks it you take the medicine 
you know, like high blood pressure for the rest of your life and holds it instead of opening up your arteries, which high blood pressure, your arteries actually don't, when your blood pumps through your arteries, it kind of like bulges your arteries a little bit. It, it like your arteries give in and let the pressure um, uh, go through your body. It kind of deviates the pressure when they when they give in. But when you end up getting high pressure, high blood pressure, they don't deviate anymore. They don't pump with your heart, and and they get a little more rigid, and which the pressure has to go somewhere, and it stays in your body. And that's how you have high blood pressure is because your veins and your arteries aren't helping you, which they're supposed to help you. So um, the high blood pressure medicine, instead of alleviating that or fixing it and making your veins actually pump with your with your heart, they actually just thin your blood. So with thinner blood, it does work. Your blood does run through your arteries better. But the first thing is you got a chemical in your body constantly trying to keep your blood thin so that's not good on your liver and your 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 kidneys at all because it just doesn't break down and alleviate it doesn't turn into a water or anything like that it ends up okay so what happened was um they tried to rush it through and not even have it tested here in the united states if something's put on schedule one they actually test it and make sure it's dangerous and put it on schedule one like cocaine and heroin never you know, once it goes on there, it never comes off. And uh, that's what we're fighting right now. But I am an advocate for marijuana because I've been using it for a while to help me with my arthritis, my arthritis in my back and my knees. And also, uh, I am going to end up uh, carrying my high blood pressure and my diabetes through using, uh, it's called a RSO oil or a Rick Simpson oil or... Um, they call it um, uh, marijuana oil, cannabis oil. Um, and uh, Rick Simpson was a person who other people had been advocates for this and told everybody that it was dangerous, but he actually proved that it was non-lethal and he actually cured a lot of people of cancer with absolutely no chemotherapy or or no special diet or, or anything like that. It was just taking this cannabis oil, a, a gram of it a day for, uh, and he said, um, 60 to 90 days. I would say about 90 days for most of this stuff. Take it once a day, every day. And, um, I'm not going to go into the aesthetics of how it cures or how it does anything because, you know, there's so much information out there. You could look it up and you'll be surprised on what it does. Anyways, so, but this Kratom, they tried to throw on the Schedule 1 and uh, the FDA actually stopped them in 2016 and said, hey, hey, wait, we're the ones who do this. You know, it doesn't matter what you sow. They took it and they did a two-year study on how Kratom is so dangerous, like what Bernie Sanders and those other um, uh, idiot congressmen said. They're just, congressmen are not our friends. They're just monkeys, and there are monkeys after money. They really don't care. There's a couple that care about you, but um, all the big ones, they don't care about you. They don't care about what you're going through. They're just cared about staying in there, keeping their job, and getting their 
what is that, three or four hundred thousand dollars a year, five hundred thousand dollars. I think it's five or seven hundred thousand dollars a year they get every year, plus all their, all their, um, they turn in all their flights as business related so they don't get charged for that. And they also can bounce checks and, and have uh, accounts in the whole hundreds of thousand dollars and they can't get in trouble. Not one has gotten in trouble and there's a couple have taken it to the limit. Never got in trouble, not like us in the public. If it would have been you or me, we would have been in jail, a federal jail. <laughs> Anyways, so um, the Kratom, they ended up before two eight, uh, 2018 saying this stuff is not dangerous and they did not put it on schedule once. So you can get Kratom at any head shop online. Um, just watch out who you get it from because there's a lot of fake ones. But now not as many. Back there in 2016 or 18, there was a lot. But now they've got so many people who are who are got the good stuff. The people, the the people with the 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 um who have the lies and who put you know they could put anything in there, oregano, anything. You would never know it unless you have indigestion. Anyway, so um, use that wonderful. But I use marijuana, so I smoked it. Uh, and I didn't use the oil. I did, let's put it this way. At first, I smoked it. I smoked it about, and I tried to get up three times a day, and sometimes it was only once, sometimes it was twice, sometimes it was never. And also, I was so sick that inhaling it actually kind of made me feel ill. But if you just inhale it once or twice, you might feel ill. Just let it sit back after about 10 minutes. You feel a lot better, and you can get through it. It takes away the nausea. Uh, a lot of the nausea takes away... I'd say about 25 to 50% of the pain, depending on your body. I had really, really bad intestinal issues. And that's where most of my pain was coming from. Now, the pain, I wasn't moving around. I think the pain was partly because of mine. Because in order to pass gas, it helps a lot if you move around. The more you move around, it gets your system going and it gets your intestines going and you start flowing. You know, you got to drink a lot of water too to help you out. But anyways, that's how it is. But walking and moving is always the best way to pass gas. Um, but at this time, I was laying down and I couldn't walk around. In fact, from my bedroom to the kitchen, it's about 25 foot, 20 foot to 25 foot. That was a journey. <laughs> that was a journey. The bathroom, uh, about 12 foot. That was a journey. And I'll tell you something. Toilet seats are evil. When I was 95 pounds, I had absolutely no fat on me. And you wouldn't think so, but with my nerves going crazy from this COVID and sitting on that toilet seat, my legs would be in screaming and my butt would be in excruciating pain. So I never really sat on the toilet that long. Maybe a couple minutes. If I couldn't go to the bathroom in a couple minutes, I was out of there because I was thinking I'm putting a donut on it and I'm going, that just doesn't seem like it's going to work. Or put like um, uh, like a couple towels under my legs on the toilet. Like um, my, my mom used to put down toilet paper when you went on a public toilet and just covers where your butt is. Don't touch the toilet seat. And that's what I, I was thinking about doing that with some kind of a, uh, uh, like a, what am I trying to say is it's it's not a washcloth and it's not a blanket. It's the thing in between, you know, like a, a, a drying cloth for a, a doing the dishes, you know, a little, about that big. I was thinking about that, but 
you know, to tell you the truth, it just didn't seem like it was going to help much. So I didn't sit on the toilet much at all. And uh, that might have been the problem why I got so constipated. But when I had this COVID, I wasn't thirsty. I wasn't really hungry um, for months. And I had to force myself to drink water. And that water was putrid. It's When you drink it, there's you don't notice how much chlorine is in there on normally because you get used to it. But when you had COVID and your smell and everything is all off and you can't taste it, I could taste it in my throat. The taste of that chlorine was just absolutely putrid. So we started getting bottled water. And bottled water was a lot easier, but still it just didn't quench my thirst. It, it, it more or less made me feel ill. And a lot of times, um, about 50% of the time, when I was at my worst point, I'd throw it up. So I was so worried about throwing up. I was like, hey, I went a couple hours and not throwing up, and I didn't drink as much. So, But with the marijuana, it actually helped me, uh, me personally, about 30%. And that 30% was enough to keep me going. Um, so when I smoked marijuana, my pain was about a 7. And 7 let me sleep. Now, through this whole time, for like about four months, I only slept about two or three hours a night. Um, the pain kept on waking me up. I would actually, the more weight I lost, I would feel cold. I, I understand why all these older people who are really skinny are freezing their butt off because there's absolutely no fat to keep it warm in between your muscles. And I was freezing. I always wore gloves. I had a, a, a beanie on. I actually, in the wintertime, I bought, I bought a full body jumpsuit sleeper. Um, and I would wear, sometimes I would wear, um, sweats under that, uh, when I was really cold, when it was really cold and, um, it was just miserable. But when I took this, the marijuana actually made it a little bit better, took away the pain a little bit better. I suggest it, that and Kratom, suggest it, suggest it, suggest it, keep it going. So the answer to mine is marijuana. The doctors aren't going to give you anything. And if you do get a doctor that gives you something, I don't think it's going to help the pain as much. I put this on two things. I put it on, uh, let's see, bruises, because um, you can make a topical out of it. And I'll get into that. If somebody wants to know the recipe, I can give you for that. It's very easy. Last long time, you rub it on. And let's say your knees are hurting you from arthritis, and they're just, oh. They used to sit there and throb, and just I would just rub them, and uh, I take this and rub it in there real good for about five minutes, and about ten to twenty minutes later, absolutely no pain, gone for about two hours, two or three hours. If you don't believe me, hit me up, give me the recipe, you can try it yourself. You won't be disappointed. Okay, so I just wanted to get this one and tell you, um, K-R-A-T-O-M, marijuana. So that's a scoop. If you're a long hauler and you're having problems or you're no long hauler, have them, have them listen to this or you listen to this and you help them out. Because it's, it's hard for a long hauler. They can't get out, most of them. I couldn't. I couldn't get out of the house. And if I did... 
it took a while and I was in pain and every bump we hit in the car killed me. It was just excruciating. I had a, I had a donut under my butt because I was so skinny. It was terrible. Don't let it get that far. You eat. I don't care if you got to plug your nose, throw it down. If you throw it up while well, that you try again, you never give up. I'm telling you, never, ever give up. There's light at the end of the tunnel, and you will feel it back towards yourself again. I guarantee it. I feel like I'm right now, I'm 70%, which is a lot. And my 100% is more than most people. So I feel like I'm doing push-ups now. I started doing by three push-ups a day. When I was that skinny. And then I moved up to five. And I did that for a week. And then it was 10. And then it was 20. And I ended up doing 40. 60 in a night. And I'm, I've got a lot of my strength. Now i got to work on my legs. I still am really off balance. I have a terrible balance. And I still have that fogginess. And I still get tired really quick. I can move the, the lawn out front. But after that I'm trashed. So I'm still getting my, my stamina back. Don't give up. And marijuana, Kratom, look it up. It'll really help.